0: We've, this business alone is probably gross over the past 10 years, probably $120, $130 million. And like, all from like that kind of stuff. We do, uh, we we have multiple e-commerce businesses shipping like 50,000 packages a month. We run probably 100 Facebook pages, you know, 10 or 15 Instagrams. We have millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. We do social media better than anybody else. We have so much.
1: Uh, Welcome back to the Gen Z Speaks podcast. Today, we have a very interesting guest today, Marshall Morris. He is an entrepreneur, co-founder, president at uh, Home Life Media. He started a bunch of companies and businesses. And today, he'll just be talking to us about his experiences, uh, overcoming failures, and just, you know, Persevering through the world of business and entrepreneurship and nonprofits, so welcome to the show. I appreciate it
0: thank you guys, yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here
1: so you know you've done a variety of different things in life, right you've been in the army you've um you've been in the mortgage business and you now are you know at home life media, starting off as like when you know in your twenties what 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 got you involved? Uh, like what, what inspired you to do what you do now back in like your early twenties?
0: Um, that's a great question, man. I would say that, um, I was, I think I've always been kind of driven. In fact, like, I think one of my first, in my twenties, the first thing I did was like multi-level marketing. You know what I mean? You know, where you like, you could buy that juice, but this is your juice. If you buy your juice, you make money. Like that's the, the pyramid stuff. Um, and I think I just always was like, hey, I, w- I wanted to, I wanted to do something that was meaningful, but I also wanted to do something that, that I could win at, you know, I like to win. So um, I think early, early on for me, it was uh, like, it was looking for ways things, or areas I can learn into um, that didn't require like a full-blown education. Like I can't build rockets, you know, off YouTube. now, I probably could not now, right? But so for me, it was like finding areas where they had high leverage, high opportunity. So like one of the first ones was two is real estate. Like, okay, so all I got, so if I can communicate with people and I can learn how the front or back end of real estate works, like whatever, right? Like whether it's helping people get mortgages or whether it's finding people who want to buy houses or, or, it's, or it's buying houses myself or like whatever, like the dollar amounts are big. So like uh, you, so if, from a transactional standpoint, um, like you can stand there and make a lot more money Per transaction versus like, you know, stacking dollar bills somewhere, right? So, um, for me, it was really like, okay, like I got to get something, something that I can learn, that I can become an expert in pretty quickly, uh, and then I can make money in because that that's going to open up more doors for more things. So, um, I think I'm just wired like that. I think like I, I always used to buy the Halloween candy. Um, the after Halloween, like it goes, it goes like seventy percent off or eighty percent off, like the day after Halloween so I'd buy it. And then a week later I'd bring that out and I'd be, I'd be hustle that stuff. You know what I mean? So like that's where it all started. It's just like hustling sugar, you know?
2: Yeah. Great. Uh, I love it. It's, you know, just playing into your strengths. Like, you know, you're, you know, you can talk with people and get them to communicate with you and that's yep. what you're kind of playing into. No, I definitely like that. Kind of just backtracking a little bit. Um, I saw your earlier, like just on your page that you were actually in the army, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, could you just tell us a little bit about that experience and kind of what lessons did you learn there? That maybe you know people like us who just went to college or just we we don't learn that type of stuff or those types of skills in college that you that you learn in the army.
0: Yeah, I think okay. So um, for me, the military. So when I joined the military, it was to go to college because it was like, okay, how are you gonna pay for this? My my dad was like, no, I'm not. I'm not. You know, like you can borrow money, but you got to figure it out. So that would they were like, oh, cool. We'll pay you. We'll give you you know, meals. So like you get to go to school, like it's all good. And so then like I, I show up on, they load you on a bus, they drive you down there. And it's like, they scare the crap out of you. Cause that's what they're supposed to do. They're trying to shake you and they're trying to bring everyone to the same page. Like, so you, people come with ego, people come in with whatever. So they're breaking you down is what they call it. And like nine 11 happened while I was down in this in training. So like, basically uh, they told my parents when I started, like, oh, there's, like, he's not going to go to war. He's going to go to college. Like, nothing's going to happen. And, like, literally the day I showed up, that changed. And so, um, be, so what happened was, nor, the idea was I was going to go to college, and then you learn, you, you and they, they do, you do pro, programs and courses or whatever, and they end up paying for it, and then you serve. Well, I got, um, I, ran, I ran out of it. They're like, all right, well, we need someone. So you get deployed. So we get deployed. I got deployed in the U.S. And so in the U.S., um i got i was in new york city and we, ha- we had to make sure the supplies were flying over cuz they were afraid people were going to blow more stuff up you know so um i had to work a shift that was like 7 at night till so 7 in the morning and you have to stay awake and so it's 12 hour shift at night it's pretty rough so um so while i was there um really you you start you you have to like you have to stay awake so i started reading Right In the military, you learn a lot of different things, especially depending on what branch you're in. Cause like I was basically trained to kill people. Like that's, that's the, the name of the game. Like there's a certain, the infantry goes out and they just, they take care of things on the ground and their support. So um, there's a lot of that kind of training that goes into it from physical training to mental training, and all that stuff. But you're actually exposed to a lot of people and a lot of, from all over the world, right? Because they're recruiting people from every town in the country. So I think one of the things I learned the most was actually like um, that to, rec- to really to understand people uh, at a different level. So, um, because I was actually had to, for months and months and months, I really had to connect it with strangers, all strangers who were from all different walks of life, you can imagine, right? So I got to learn how to know them, to communicate with them, to understand their needs and all that stuff I think that played into a lot of that um, and later on. Um, from a deployment from when I got deployed like that's the, my first like wow the like it didn't go as planned moment you know what I mean where it's like oh shoot like I was going to go to college and that's a pretty big plan as you guys know right so your plan is like I'm doing this and I'm gonna go do this other thing and then it was like no you're not <clears throat> so that was a so for me that was a really great exercise in like adapt- adaptation because it's like, cool. Well, I, I'm not going for someone to teach me, but can I teach myself? And that's really where that started. Like, okay, cool. And and like, I feel old saying this, but like back then we didn't have YouTube, you know, like it was like, maybe uh, it's weird saying that. Cause it's so it's like YouTube. Uh, so we just had like books. So I would just be like, all right, you know, just read and just read. And I, I had time. So I just, would just basically decided like I got to teach myself something. So so well, the military taught me diversity, there's a lot of other things you learn about, um, I mean, like tactical stuff and, and all this really cool stuff that goes into it. But I think ultimately, a lot, I really learned how to connect with people who are really different than me uh, and, and actually learn to build trust and rapport with them. Because like, when you go into battle, like that person will keep you alive where they won't. And so you really have to, and, and like, you're put together with them, right? So you gotta find a way to trust each other, like pretty critically, pretty quickly. Um, and then be accountable to each other, right? So I think that, so I think for me, you bring that into, you know, outside of that, it's, a, it's like a really great skill in the uh, kind of entrepreneurial world, right? To be able to make identify uh, alliances and partnerships and people and be able to trust and adapt and things like that. So I think those are a couple of things that really, I, I think I carried out, out of that whole process, that journey, um, that have been really part of what made me successful.
3: That's really interesting. So I got a couple pieces from there, right? First off, you said like the, the piece that, that really helped you like hone in on entrepreneurship was like talking to people, getting to know them and getting to know people that you can trust versus who you can't trust. Right. And like now, like I've been out of college for about a year now. Um, I actually got my real estate license to it during, during college. And so I was on that pathway and there's a lot of sharks, man. There's a lot of yeah. sharks out there. And when you're 18 in, in real estate, it's like. Nobody really wants to work with you, right? And you, they kind of like try to juice you and try to use you. Um, and so I got I had to learn that the the, the tough way. Um, another portion, like my dad is a Marine, and so I thought it was it's like interesting because I grew up knowing military members and how their thought processes and mm-hmm. and all of that. And you know, I asked some of the similar questions that like Ibrahim asked you earlier or Jenish asked you. Um, and something that really like stuck out is like that mental fortitude that you build, right? Like there's a type of discipline that you learn in there just because what you said, they break you down. Like that's the goal. It's mm-hmm. like, you're not, um, you're not Marshall anymore. You're the U S army now. And mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. And it's, it's really critical that you were able to not fall into that, but you were able to still be an entrepreneur after the fact. Right. And you weren't like, so stuck on, oh, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. And like, mm-hmm. this is how I need to go. Um, how did that play out? How did you, how were you able to maneuver around that mindset?
0: so like that's actually I think that's I learned more about myself than that because like it's very easy in the military it's very easy to plug in take direction and really not think of yourself it's actually built for that because it, it's more effective right so like um if you f- can follow a plan then that's usually better Now I found that I was actually more of a creative critical thinker like like I, I can follow a plan but I really like to think outside the box and so I think it challenged me a lot because I realized like this is how I'm wired um, and then a lot of people are not, and, and and it's, and it was like, that was the part that was the hardest because, um, I think that through that process, I identified like, this is a strength of mine and this is a gifting. And so like, I, I have to, um, I have to like nurture this, right? Like if you're a critical thinker and you're bumping, cause I mean, that's the opposite of like, this is just, Hey, shut up and follow. Like you just, here's the plan. Go, um, and so I think you, I learned a lot about that. So I think naturally, I, I was already um, wired like that. And it, 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 I think in that season, I recognized that the, that how strong that gift was because of how much friction I had uh, during that time. Like it was such a rub that I'm like that like, I couldn't ignore it. And then that not being able to ignore it made me realize like, oh no, this is actually a gift. It's just in the wrong spot, you know what I mean? So um, I think that was uh, naturally for me, that was me more learning about my gift. But that, I think I was, I'm wired like that. So it, it, it might be, it's easier for me and it's probably harder for other people.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. And, and you know, I, I'm not comparing college and school to, uh, you know, the military in any sense, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even in school, a, a lot of what you're taught is just like, you know, you do it this way, you do it this way, and that's how it mm-hmm. is, you know? There's no, there's no... Uh, a lot of professors and classes they don't give you that ability to think outside the box and think of like different ideas it's kind of just like this is how it is and this is what you're going to do and this is you're going to graduate and get a job it's kind of it's kind of like an assembly line right and and mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of uh, institutions kind of have it in that assembly line format where people are just uh, indoctrinated into it right so i definitely mm-hmm. agree with you on that um you know, I wanted to yeah. ask, how, how was the transition like? So after, after leaving the, uh, the, the Army, right, how, mm-hmm. how, how did you adjust back into, like, now what should I do? Do I get a job? Do I start a business? What do I do now? Because I feel like, you know, a lot of, uh, of veterans that get out uh, of, of the military after they retire or they leave, um, it's kind of confusing. It's a confusing time. They don't know what to do. They don't know, like, well, what's next in life. So how, how, how did you handle that?
0: Well, I would actually, it's probably also like college. Like you get out and you know something or you think you do. uh, And it's, and then it's like, wow, that's a little dated, you know? Um, Or you go to get a job and it's like, wow, you know, like I'm actually have to relearn everything I'm going to use to, to, to like actually run this job, right? Like it's starting new. I think you just got to get tumbled. Like that's the only way to do it. Like you just got to get out there and get your butt kicked. Like that's, I think that's the only way, like, especially if you're a kinetic learner. So you learn from like doing right. Um, that's the only way. And what that means is you go out there and you try to sell something. You try to start a business. You, you know, you try to like, um, fit, find a way to make money. You try to get a, a job doing something. You try to learn a skill set. Like I think in, in your twenties, especially it's, it's just like get tumbled as much as you can. Right. Cause like it's way easy. It's a, it's a, like the more responsibilities that you have, the more repercussions of being tumbled. You know what I mean? So like, meaning like, you have mortgage, you have family, and you have all this stuff, and then you get your butt kicked. Like then you have to actually—it's very—it's far more complex of a scenario, right? Because you have kids and all these things going on versus like hey, just a dude like or a woman just going out there and giving it and trying it. Because like what you learn is the most valuable part because it's something that can't be taught. Usually, what we learn is things or things that have become what other people want to know, you know. Um, and that's the gold, right? And so you can either make money teaching people how to not do what you did. Or what you learned, or uh, you know, you can use it to make money doing something else. So I think that for me, whether it be in college or whether it be like whatever your process was at that age, and now you're like, okay, hey, what's next? It's like just you just gotta get started. Like the sooner you can tr- do anything and get feedback and learn, the the bet- the sooner you're gonna learn your skill set, and then you're gonna be able to work on you know, a, you know actually sharpening that.
1: I think. The, the reason why a lot of young people struggle early on is a lot of us are scared to, they're, we're basically scared of failure, to put it plainly. We're, we're mm-hmm. like, you know, scared to uh, mess up and not be in a position that seems comfortable. A lot of us don't seek discomfort. And I think we should be seeking discomfort, like you said, by just doing things. Right after you leave the army, you went into the mortgage business. Is that right? Or what was your first, you know, hustle out of the army?
0: Yeah. So, so same thing. Like this has been a journey. So learn real estate, got my license. Right. So like, okay, what's next? Same thing. Like, oh, you got to like know people. And it's a pretty complex transaction. And like, I got to be under somebody like you just, you know, like and this, you're learning the whole time. Right. And then, you know, as you learn, you're like, oh, wait, okay. There's this. And so, you know, there's an area over here in real estate that actually could, could make sense, right? So you just kind of, surprise the progress. So that's, that's kind of how it went, but really it was like, um, out of real estate, learning, 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 doing other jobs. Like, okay. So, if, so it's like this, how, like, if you want to make a living, you either have to work, uh, you have to work a job where there's a cap potential, meaning like, Hey, I have a salary or an hourly, or you work a job where there's maybe uncapped meaning like, Hey, if I do well, I can make more. Right. And the same amount of time. So my, I'm like, okay, well, I want to make more. Right. So like, I would find jobs that would allow me to do that so that could be anything from like i think early in the day was like cell phones because it was like cool hey you need a cell phone i got cell phone you know like hey if i sign you up i get a bonus like all these things right so you're doing and you're learning how to really work with people ultimately you get paid to work with people so um that's how it started and eventually i kept learning real estate and doing all that in the meantime and trying to find ways connecting like okay where where can i fit in here because i again i knew that they're ultimately On a transaction basis you can make a lot more money you know uh which opens up more doors and more things right if you want to invest it or grow things or whatever so um eventually so just doing all the sales jobs again just trying things right uh you get to the point where like okay cool this opportunity opened up and it's like all right well i've been studying real estate i understand it you know i've been sharpening my skill set i've been learning i've been you know doing things and then okay now here's an opportunity and then that was really where uh, like okay cool And, and at that time i was like so sharp At that like because i've been like when you go selling cell phones you're making like an extra hundred bucks to making an extra 10 grand a deal like it's like and you're doing the same skill set it's the most it's just you're like yes like this is great and you get you're like this is awesome because but again you've been you've been you've been really sharpening yourself like you're doing something to get better and better and better even if it's not where you want to end up or it's not the final thing right it's just a process so um, so that's, that's the process. So really it's going through that interest to in real estate for a lot of reasons. Right. And then in, in addition, um, then really the right place, at the right time. So that's a big factor. It's like, you have a skill set, you're learning, you're adapting. Sometimes you can be in the right place at the right time. And that was just the timing of the markets, the timing of the opportunity, things like that. And so we moved, I moved into that. Um, and so that was, uh, itself a journey. Right. Um, and then the next part of that, which it's probably not in there as I was like, hey, I can do this myself, right? Like, let's do it myself. So uh, so I I met a woman there and I'm married to her now. And so we we were like, hey, let's do this. Let's start our own thing, like whatever. And like, okay, cool, let's do it. And so um, that was really the first and like, okay, well, let's just, we'll dump, we'll, we'll use credit cards. We'll just, we'll go after it. We're just gonna just go. Uh, and, and then, um, so, so master the skill set became the best of what I was because, you know, I mean, uh, just by keep by, by just trying learning and learning and learning. And then like, once we were, the, I was the best of what I could do. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it myself. Right. And so there's that progression, uh, into it. Um, and so, uh, and then, and then it got really crazy from there.
3: Dude, that, that's awesome so far, man. Um, it's just like that whole process. That's kind of how my, Honestly, no. So while I was in college, uh, my whole process was I'm either going to become like I was a business major. So I was like, I'm going to either become a management consultant or go into commercial real estate. Right. Like the highest ROI is after college. Um, And so you realize like Deloitte and some of these uh, Mm -hmm. consulting firms, it's Mm -hmm. ridiculously hard to get into. Right. Unless Mm -hmm. you know somebody. Um, So I was like, okay, I know somebody in commercial real estate. Like, let's try this avenue. And so what I did was while I was in college, just trying to learn how real estate was working. I did residential uh, with mm-hmm. Keller Williams. Uh, and then I joined commercial real estate out of college mm-hmm. and was doing industrial. And man, oh man, you, you learn like they're, they're the whole pitch with my team was just get, you're going to get burned, dude. You're going to get burned. Just jump on the phones, go talk to people. And the more you get burned, the more you learn. Um, and now I'm not in commercial real estate. I'm in commercial project management. Similar situation, right? Like you kind of figure out you're in the field, like that's the whole goal. Learn like the, the key of the economy, which is real estate, and then you kind of like level it out and see what works. And so now I'm in commercial project management, but um, I think that's like the number one thing. Like everybody's afraid to fail in the beginning, but it's like the more you fail, the more you learn, the quicker you learn. I I don't know if you've heard of this guy, he's a he's a YouTuber and serial entrepreneur too. His name's Alex Hormazzi. Have you heard mm, of this guy?
0: I might have actually name sounds familiar. Yeah, he,
3: yeah. Yeah. So he, he, I'm just, I'm like obsessed with this dude, man. Like I really want to meet him. He's awesome, dude. He just, he sends out like the most value um, per minute, like on his videos. And he just talks about exactly what you're saying. Just get burned. You're going to fail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, I guess he started out like about I'm 21, but he was about like 22 or 23 saved up mm-hmm. like 50 grand. And he was like, screw this. I don't want to be a consultant anymore. And he just started his business. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way it went. Right. Um, yep. and it went up uphill from there, but it doesn't always go uphill. Right. But you, you learn from it. You learn from those, from those mistakes. Uh, yeah. Out of curiosity. So like one year in the mortgage, like you jumped in at the perfect time, right? In 06. Mm-hmm. And so like in, 08, how did it, like, how did that feel?
0: So this is, this is where I got crazy. So, um, all right. Uh, so we launched, uh, we launched our, we launched our own business, maybe 90 days before everything fell apart. Completely. Yeah. So like just maxed out everything. I was like, hey, we're going all in. Okay, doing it. Like it's working, you know, and, and I'd never been through a cycle before. So one thing like we're kind of starting to see with a hear recession, basically it's like there's kind of resets that happen in a cycle. And so I'd never been, I'd never been in a cycle personally. And so there's this mindset, like, oh, this is just keep going forever. Like, I'll just build something and you know it'll it will just go forever. Things happen in, in cycles, always. They're just secular. So like, um, so so basically one day it was just like, Hey, so I had put all this money into it and stuff like that. And it was maxed out and like all that. Uh, and, um, and like, you just, one day it was just like the, all the banks are like, no, we're not taking anymore. Like th- th- we're, it's done. It's over. And then it was like, Oh shoot. You know, like what? And then, and then it's like, so then from there it's like, okay, well then, so I'm like, all right, well, what do you do? You know, what's well, still alive. All right, well, commercial real estate. So like, all right, we're gonna to flip to that and try to find figure that out. And then from there, like if, there's a lot of people who have properties, they're getting foreclosed, not only real estate, only residential and things like that. So then it was like, okay, well, where's another area in this market? Okay, hard money, which is basically private people loaning money, high rates, um, for people who couldn't get a bank loan. So it's like it's capital, but you're gonna pay for it, but it, it's capital, you need it. Um it, it was like so it would be like you own a building, you want to do a rehab and banks. Are all shut down, so you see this progression, um, and that's kind of like the um, getting like really getting tumbled and, and figuring it out. Um, but you have to have, and this is going back to the brains. You have to be able to, you have to, you have to convince yourself because you're that you you have to convince yourself of a mindset, yeah, of, like of a, of a really a winning mindset. Like you have to convince, even if you don't believe it, you have to convince yourself because. Um, that's our hardest part. Like what, I have, we have about 60 employees at, at home life. And, um, one of the things we have is like, like one of our, uh, we have values and things like that. One of the phrases is we eat sweet, we eat, um, challenges for breakfast. So like the point is, they have to come in knowing, like, like if you're not being challenged, then you're not playing the, our game. Like our game is challenged. So when you have that, and so the Marines are very similar where it's like, they get the crappiest equipment, they get the worst equipment and the worst situations and they get put in the worst areas and they thrive on it because from day one, they're given that mindset of like, doesn't matter. You know, like, I'm like, I got this kind of thing, you know, but you have to have, you have to develop that. Even if you don't feel it, you have to, you have to try to believe it until it becomes your reality. Um, and that, and that's part of that process. And so like after that, so with real estate too, as you know, you get paid when deals close usually. So there was a year where I, I literally made no money uh, and owed everybody money was completely negative because they had business go under. Like a a big failure, right? Um, Like a lot of lying. Like, oh, shoot. no that word was like, well, I have actually nothing. Like I can't pay rent. You know, that kind of failure. Um, And spent the whole year, like just trying to make deals happen, like chasing deals, like chasing deals. Like this guy says he has money and he has this deal and you go and then, you know, you work on it for six months and trying to put deals together. And then it's not the reality. Like we had deals was crazy. Like we had deals where it was like, um we put we spent six months trying to put a, a transaction together it Means mean someone buys something or sell something and when we go to sell it we realize the guy actually doesn't own it's like it, it's some weird scenario just a really weird scenario that's you know, brutal like, <laughs> yeah so so it's like so it was really really it was really rough and then so so went from making uh, being on top of my game and um then really getting just hammered by the market, losing pretty much everything. We were pretty much homeless. I mean, my wife, were pretty much homeless. And, um, and then, um, you know, trying to work, really make any money for a whole year, which is like, we bear, I mean, I, I don't know how you make it like that, but the then what happened was I, like the humility I had. To, so I had to do something to make money. Like I got to the point where like, right. I don't even care. I don't even care. So like I was making multi, multiple six figures in real estate. Uh, like easily, and then um, I I had to get a job making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour, like digging trenches on a construction site, and like for me that w- and I had to drive there in a car that was like uh, that was had expired registration and that like the bank wanted back, so like that kind of uh, like that 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 will reset you in a really interesting way. Um, that now i don't and and not that anybody wants failure like nobody wants to fail right uh and it's painful but i'll tell you like the lessons i learned in that season probably the most valuable that i've ever learned you know and i don't want that to happen again like i don't want i'm like i'm smart about how how i leverage capital right how i leverage cash like how like when you take things on like really do you understand the long-term impact right this kind of things but um failure is the greatest teacher, they say that. And it's and, and I, I think it's not, it's less about, oh, hey, just go out there and fail and you'll learn. It's more like, no, just really try to do stuff that you feel like adds value to the world and that you can create economic opportunity in, right? And like a lot of times where you land is never where you started. And so you may call it failure. Maybe people say you fail, but it's really like adaptation, you know? And like, even the YouTubers, like if you look at the amount of content they put out, it's substantial. Now they never started there and they all started with one video, no views, right? They all did. So like they just decided to like keep doing the same thing over and over, and then end up in a spot where it's like this is working, right? Um, but you know, it that's kind of my philosophy now, and that's how I look at it. It's like you really just got to follow. It's not it's not necessarily like you want if you want to fail again. It's more like you just got to follow the process, and it will get you to somewhere if you keep uh, you know optimizing yourself and, and 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 trying to get trying to make it work, right? Um, and most successful businesses, I know a lot of guys who have done incredible things and made incredible money and everything you can imagine. And they're always story. They're never linear stories. They're like, I started this and this happened. It's always like, I started over here. Right. And I had to figure it all out. And then all of a sudden I'm over here and, and this is better than anything I could have imagined kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I think, well, wow, I think that really, those types of scenarios really make or break a person, right? Where it's like, you know, you're, you're you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and then now you're making $7 an hour. And now it's like, what do we do from here, right? Some mm-hmm. people might just give up, you know, some people might just say, you know, it, that's life, that's what it is. But, uh, you know, I think it goes back to what you said about the winning mindset. It's about, you, yeah. you, you just got to believe that you're going to win. And you took that opportunity to learn rather than, you know, uh despair in
0: your situation so um yeah yeah I will say that it wasn't it wasn't it was there there were really there were moments where I just felt like I gave up like I just felt like giving up like but I but because like when you're at that sometimes you can't give up because there's no there's nothing to give up right like, <laughs> like I was at the point where like there's nothing to give up like okay like you know great you're still in the same spot I mean, it was, I mean, there were some really dark times there for me. You know I mean? Like you just go through this process, um, especially someone who is wired as an entrepreneur, who fundamentally likes to to optimize and win and like just, you know, um, build things, you know, and and creative and a problem solver, like naturally. So like, it was definitely like, there's parts of really like, just like, man, like this is like, how do I get out of this? Like, how do I get out of this? Like, you know, Um, but I think, and, and I think it's okay to, it's a process, you know, but ultimately you have to, t- the only time I could like the, when I really can't really, I would say came out of like that place, right. Was when I just, again, I just decided I had to change my mindset and see it like not as the end of everything, but the beginning. Uh, and it, it makes it easier to move forward. So In those
1: times where you're going so fast, right. And, and suddenly you just stop like you did kind of, you can fall into really, really dark times and thoughts, but how did you avoid self deprecation? Because a lot of times, you know, we can just continue to blame ourselves and doubt ourselves. Like, do we have what it takes? And you know what, we can just go through this dark process of reevaluating everything and constantly regretting and anxiety builds up. And so Mm -hmm. how did you develop like that mental state? of like, no shit happens. It's not my fault. And it's time to move on to this next thing where I can build myself back up.
0: Yeah, no, I like that. It took me like rebounding from this wasn't took a long time because there are, there are, there are, there are, there are are like really there's um, the best, I guess maybe the best word is like you, you kind of, as you're processing and you're feeling things, you're almost creating internal voices and trauma essentially. Right. You're like, you know, um, oh, I don't want that to happen again. That's really bad. You know, like, I, you know, you, you really do. You do beat yourself up. Um, so I think ultimately. I it, it's 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 there's never an end to that process. It's it's an ongoing thing to this day. Like there were I think I mean, from that period, because it was very intense, like the intensity was very high. Um, I picked up thoughts and processes that I had to work really hard to let go of. Right like where if anything starts feeling like bad you know what i consider that like things are going well you, you, your mind is instantly you, your mind is almost in survival goes swims, like moves into survival mode in a way that and this happens to a lot of people who have traumatic experiences um or in business life whatever your mind just goes to survival mode like no because it starts feeling no i don't want that no like and you start shutting down and you start you know, like this thought process starts and and so like um it like that journey is still ongoing um i think that you have to every day just make a choice and some days it's really easy and some days it's really hard to just keep going and like that can look different every single day Um, that that can be something like i'm just like i'm going to make that phone call like a lot of times uh, we've been seasons and businesses after that too where like I'd have a financial meeting and they'd be like, Hey, you're losing a ton. Like we've had a couple of seasons where it's like, you lost, you're losing money. like completely in your mind, things. Okay. Well, everything I have, I'm going to lose again. Right. Like, I'm in that like, I'm going to lose it all. Like everything. I'd pour all this time into I'm going to lose it all. Like I'm going to lose my house. You'd like think these things. Right. And then during those times, I always make myself do something for the business because like it just changes, moves my mind out of it. So like, a lot of times those times I would, after those meetings, you know, I, I would just, I would do something where I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to take a product or something. I'm going to do a video or something. Like I'm gonna just jump on camera and have to change my mindset. Or have to change the way I'm thinking, like, you know, cause I'm communicating to people. So you, you want to be personable. and you want to be there and present. You know what I mean? And not like a Debbie downer and sad. So like you, you would, I would try to create, I would try to find ways to kind of um, almost manipulate myself, right. In good ways to try to adopt a better mindset. Um, so I, I really, do, the, 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 the game is the mind, that's it. I mean, it's, that's, it is, that is the, that is the hardest part. And that's where people, I think that's where the biggest, uh, we, the battle's lost there. I mean, when the battle's lost there, you, everything's, you lost everything. You, you know what I mean? And that's, you seeing people who like, uh, like even who give up on life or they just give up and they die or, or events who can't live you know without certain things like in their mind just shuts down their body like there's just the mind is everything and so um i think that after that after that journey uh and and being around rather really high performers as well like you start realizing like how true that is and then you start becoming more intentional about how you like almost guard that right like um and it's 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 such an ongoing process that like um there are good days and bad days just like everything you know so even if you're young or if you're like you know 70 right like it's the same battle every day everyone's the same battle same battle you're starting from the same spot like you know what I mean am I like am I gonna am I gonna walk in my mind this day and make this thing happen like or move myself forward or have like the right thoughts to move what I what I whatever I want to do right or am I gonna sit in battle mode just just defeat myself right so um I think every human being, no matter where you live, goes through those every single day. So it's definitely a journey for me. It's I think it's a journey for everyone. Um it, it like just in life.
3: Totally, man. It's like doesn't matter if you're the poorest man in the world or richest man in the world, everybody mm-hmm. has debilitating problems, mm-hmm. right? It's just subjective to who you are and, and where you've mm-hmm. been in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's true. It's like the mind, if, if you can control the mind, you can control life, right? Like that's your destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, after going through this downtrod, how would you, how'd you, I mean, obviously you talked about how you picked up, um, but what was the next move? Always was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go after it because you know, that's who I am.
0: So like, I, I think I was at that point where like, I, I, you know, I was willing to, to do anything like that, that. I think that was the part that I think a lot of people have struggled with is like, well, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, or like I got to the point where, like, it was just like, whatever. Let's just, like, I got to move forward. So, I, so here's how this the next season for me was like, all right, I got to find something to do. Like, you got to have a job, you got to have income, right? And, and like, again, I had learned a skill set. When you learn skills, usually those skills can be applied multiple ways, and usually there's longevity to that, right? So, like, when I learned how to deal with people, I that was really sales. So, I knew that I could do sell something somewhere sometime, right? Like just like if you pick up a skill, uh, any type of skill, whether video editing, right, or like, you know, podcasting or whatever, like that's a skill set, right? So like, you you can the cool thing is once you learn that and you know that, like you can leverage that in different places and you can find places to leverage that, right? So I'm like, all right, I can sell stuff. So um, so I I was like trying, to, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get a sales job and just start again, like you know, let's just start. And um, all right, and it was like, okay, cool, we're gonna do that. So I got a sales job, and then a friend of mine came to me and said, hey my buddy has a website and I'm like, all right. Like everyone has a website, dude. He's like, no, he's like, it's, he needs someone to help him. And I'm like, I'm not a web guy, dude. Like I'm a sales guy. So whatever. So the next month I, I saw my friend again, he's like, Hey, my friend's got this website. You should go check it out. It's like, it's about cars or something. And I'm like, that's cool. Everyone has a website, dude. Like he's like, well, he needs help with it. I'm like, well, how am I going to help him, dude? I like, I can check my email. That's it. Like I'm at this point where like. You know, like, I'm not like a tech guy. I'm not like a developer, right? Like I can do stuff normal people do to exist with the internet, not build things. And then another month he comes back and says, hey, dude, you got to talk to my friend. I'm like, shoot, man. So I looked at this website this guy had, and and I just, I was like, oh, man. And I just saw opportunity. And so um, it was basically like an auto trader, if you guys know what auto trader is. But it was per- like performance and modified cars. It was like, if you have a souped up car, you have a car that's like really fast, you're not going to be, you don't want to like list it like alongside minivans. You want to list it to people who are like, love fast stuff, right? Like, like fast cars or exotic cars or whatever. And that was the site it was like, that it was like people who were looking for different things. Not just like stock stuff, but like just fast cars. And I'm like, okay, cool. My mind is, it goes, okay, well, you know, obviously it's an industry. There's money there. There's people who have vehicles. There's passion there. Like, right. And so I'm like, all right, like call this guy. I'm like, Hey, l- let's meet up. And, um. And uh, he's like, all right. So um, he gave me a address. I show up and like, I cannot find this office. Like it's in this um, multi business. Like, you know, people rent suites for offices and like, dude, and I cannot find this office. And like, I'm knocking on the doors and it turns out like this dude runs a closet uh, in this office and he sleeps in it. And so like he, he showed up and like he opened the door and there was like USB imprints on his forehead because he's like, sleeping on stuff. Um, and so he was like, and I look over this, the mail is like stacked this high. I mean, it was just like a disaster. He was like, yeah, I have this site, people love using it. And I'm like a developer, but like, I don't know how to do anything else. Like, I don't know how to sell advertising. I don't know how to um, do anything, but like it can make money and the site's made money in the past. And so, and I had no, and I was like, all right, well, like, like how much can you pay me? Anything? he's like, no, I'm like, okay, here's what we'll do. Um, I was like, all right, uh, let's do this. Let me think about it and come back to you tomorrow. So I said, okay. And I went home with my wife and talked to her. I said, hey, you know, there's an opportunity. I think there's something there. Like, I see there's a value. Like, there's people who are passionate. There's people who value in automotive industry. You know, it's a big industry. There's people advertising in it. Like, there's there's got to be a way to make some money doing something. Um, because he already has people coming here to find cars and stuff online. So she said, oh, cool. I, you know, I have this job. Like, we can suck it up. Just go for it. So I went there the next day. And I said, "Here's what I here's what we'll do. Um, you can't pay me, but I want you know I want 25 percent of company. Period. Like day one, and we'll just try to make this thing happen together. Like we'll try to do something with it." He was like, "Okay," because he had like he was literally about to shut it down. So, um, so day one, I sit down. He actually added a desk in this little closet. So it's like two dudes in, in this like little hot box closet, and I called uh, Nationwide Insurance or State Farm, one of the two. I said, "Hey, I have guys who are buying cars." Uh, do you want to buy insurance advertising leads? And they hung up on me, just like, boom. I was like, all right. So, well, so I just kept calling. So basically uh, three years later, we sold that for seven figures, millions of dollars. Um, from, so it went from a dead website and then three years later, we sold for millions of dollars and uh, to an investment firm. And like um, that would have never been possible if I hadn't been willing to like go in, you know, and take risks. Um, and so, that with that jury that kind of reaffirmed my skill set because so when you go through periods of time where you, you like you get beat up or you get kicked out sometimes you just really self-doubt like can I do this can I do that right uh it's always good to get back on the horse just try to find little wins and so for me the little wins was like okay um all right well how what are we gonna do here and then I to, so I had to learn all this new stuff like okay I had to learn how to run advertising online and and how uh, at, like like that whole infrastructure works online and, and data and like uh, how to get how to sell people advertising Run the advertising, like all this stuff I didn't know how to do, and then it was just like, all right, well, I got to figure it out. So, YouTube it, you know. Um, figured it all out, became an expert in it. So we ended up selling the business, and then and I've had I built multiple businesses online off from that skill set, you know. So, um, it's one of those things where you got to be able to willing to take risks. You got to be willing to fail, not that you want to, but you believe in yourself enough to know that hey, uh, I, I can adapt, right? Like I can I can take failure. Or what I consider failure, uh, and and you know turn it into a win. Like if you feel like you can always turn things into wins, uh, or there's always a way to make something happen, uh, then then I think that it it gets really exciting. It changes the way you view like potential failure. You know?
3: Yeah, for sure. So like, wow, that, that's honestly insane, dude. <laughs> you go into this place not knowing who he is, and then a few years later you come out, you know, a millionaire. Like that that's that's badass, right? Um, how was that learning curve of learning? Uh, cause obviously it's so integral nowadays, like, so like just social media marketing and on, on, I mean, back then it was different, right. It was probably Google ads, different things. Um, uh, but how was that transition? I know you, you do, you do like online things right now, like with your, um, yeah. like with your business and stuff, like, how was that? How, how, was that?
0: So and yeah, I'll give you some context too. So right now we do, uh, we, we have multiple e-commerce businesses shipping like 50,000 packages a month. We run probably a hundred Facebook pages, you know, 10 or 15 Instagrams. We have millions and millions and millions and millions of followers. We do social media better than anybody else. We have so much uh, that it's like hard to even explain on social, which is why it's like, I'm not like, it's, it's, it's like, there's just like the tip of the iceberg. Like, you know, you're like, Hey, you do this. It's like, there's actually so much like you guys don't even know about like, um, but uh, I think um, you just have to learn, like, you just have to learn. You have to be willing to learn and you have to believe you can learn. So we live in a world now, and this is what I tell people. I think that like, if you're, if you're in your teens, your twenties or whatever, like uh, college has been, has changed fundamentally. Like there are some jobs you have to have certain things to get it, to, to, to be able to access careers in right. Or jobs in right. I know so many doctors, like I know doctors from Harvard, Harvard who are, who are asking me to help them start a business. I like like the the, like you know they had this vision of like what was going to be and they're going to go learn but like the reality is like everything can be learned online you know and with the right groups so um you can if you're willing to learn new things uh and like give yourself permission to learn new things like there's more than enough resources out there like the ability to make money online now is like beyond like the like, honestly, like, if you had if you understand, if you use technology now fluently, like you understand the world, like, I am pretty confident that if you really wanted to, you could, you could replace your income pretty quickly, uh, maybe in a few months, um, literally just doing something online. Like, like I've met people who charge a million dollars a year to do hypnotherapy. I've met people who sell crystals online, dude, like crystals Right, they they make a hundred thousand a year, just chilling. Like I know people who like travel and get paid to travel, like it's and it's not that they have any skill set that's different at all. They were just willing to figure it out. Like that's it.
1: That doctor note, right? I feel like we live in a time where career paths don't have to be linear. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to be doing one thing at a time. You can be mm-hmm. juggling a couple of things and have. Different, you know, sources of revenue coming in, and like you said, because information is democratized, like mm-hmm. we have no excuses in 2022 to not be uh, trying something we've always wanted to. I want oh. to, I want to I ask you about uh, iheartdot I- iheartdocs.com, and yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've fed approximately 32 million shelter pets, right? And um I, I don't want to I'm just curious how what got you into into that um uh, you know kind of mm-hmm. uh pursuit. And it seems like you've you love dogs clearly, but like what 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 made you want to transition not transition, but like just be a part of that process as well?
0: Yeah, so um let's see. So what i what i what I learned, remember the the first business I told you about the automotive industry where it was like one thing I learned was like Online, if you can find a community of people who are passionate about something and become the a way, the resource for connecting them and um, like supporting them, you can really grow a movement, essentially. Um, and a lot of times those are disguised as brands, you know, like where you're like, that brand is so awesome, they're doing this stuff and like, it's a movement disguised as a brand, but it's powerful. Um so early on, really, uh, with, when this, the home life media owns multiple brands, um, we have, uh, like the pet niche was what we call it. So we're, we're manufacturing our own pet supplements and things for dogs and cats and all this stuff. And, um, so like we do that, but we really all started was, uh, social. So we said, Hey, like, can we build a community of people who are passionate about like animals in that we learned people love dogs, love cats, like whatever respective, right. And then we found also in that niche, there's super passionate people, like hyper-passionate, which you'll find in every passion, like niche that we're like, oh, I want to save animals. Like I will do anything. Like, what do I have to do? And we're like, that's cool. And so from the day one, and this is how I built all of my brands now is they all have to have, they all have to change the world in a meaningful way. And it doesn't have to be the most visible way, but it has to be meaningful, right? So like, because that's where we live in a, Like we business has the power to change the world like business can Uh, and it it does and and fundamentally uh, entrepreneurs like have the ability to make really good money and really make a big impact in the world in some meaningful way so we do it around our community so we have people who are passionate so if we're selling pet stuff right like dogs and cats or whatever well that community is really passionate about saving animals and shelters right so everything we do whether it be we build new products or services or whatever we'll make sure that there is a a component in it that gives back in a meaningful measurable way so like if you buy dog treats from us which we make ourselves um you know we feed seven shelter dogs every single bag sold so they're it's measurable it's meaningful uh and then that way we can celebrate it right and so um we've been so we started with communities online and uh, in pets we, we built that out and then we started asking what do you want what do you guys want to buy what do you need? Where's the gaps in the market? Like what, you know what I mean? And then we would be like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's go make it. Would you guys buy it? And they're like, yeah. So we make it and they buy it and we just repeat over and over. So, um, so that's how we got to that. And honestly, uh, it's really the community that drives it versus me. Like, I'm not like, I don't go, Hey, well, you know what would be really cool today is like to make this new thing. Right. It's really like, what is it? What does the market want? What is, what is the passionate audience? Like what do they want? And like, I make things I never thought I'd make. Like one of our best selling products is like a women's bracelet, dude. Like, like I, I was never like, hey, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna sell billions of dollars worth of bracelets. That's, a, you know, like, or anything like that, right? Or millions of dollars on dog toys, like, no. But like, we've this business alone is probably gross over the past 10 years, or probably 120, or $130 million. And like, all from like that kind of stuff. And so if I was like, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do that, I would never have been able to make it. So I've been, you have to be adaptable, but ultimately, so our mission, our, all we do is try to change the world in a meaningful way and make it impactful. And we let our community, you want to do something with a community uh, really uh, connects with. Uh, and that creates a brand that not only has a, like a, like we call it mind and heart, like you, people can like your brand or whatever, but they have an emotional connection to your brand. It, it's, it just creates a deeper they, they resonate in a deeper way. And so um, Pat's is, that's one of, that's one of the issues we serve. And that's, that the audience wants that. So we do a lot of give backs. Like we fly animals, all, we fly animals from death row all the time. Like we do flights where it's like, Hey, we're going to book, we're going to book a plane. We're going to fill it with dogs who are, who are like, are going to be euthanized. We're going to fly them over here where they're not going to be. Do you guys want to jump in and fund this? And everybody's like, yeah. So wow. we do that kind of stuff.
3: That's awesome. Uh, look, You know, you've been through a lot and obviously, I mean, I'm not sure, um, but this seems to be one of your most, more successful ventures, right? Uh, Maybe the most, Uh, but even, I mean, I think a lot of entrepreneurs out there, even though they may be successful in what they are doing now, it might not be their most proudest moment. Like what, what venture were you the most proud of?
0: I think it's, you know, what I've, what I've learned is, um, you know that it's a, it's a saying it's probably kind of cliche it's like not the destination it's more the journey like i think it's more of been able to really work with like being able to put a team of really rad people like together consistently give them a, an amazing place to work like so it doesn't feel like to work it feels like something that they just really enjoy to do right they do it like, and and be able to make a living doing that like for consistently you know and I don't like, we've never had to do around the layoffs or anything like that. You know, we've been through really tough seasons. Um, it, so I think for me, it's actually been the byproduct of that, right? Like building these things, like, cause I like to build things. Um, and so like re-engineering the, the byproduct that I've really enjoyed and most proud of is just being able to create an infrastructure and ecosystem, like the job I always wanted, which is like, hey, you know what? Like your family comes first. So like, if you got to stay home, that's cool. You're sick. It's cool. Get better, go better, right? Like like you want to go on vacation or whatever, go for it. Like, you know, no harsh managers or nobody who's like just really mean or just like, you know, demeaning, like respectful people who want to go crush it. And that's like that's for me is the the like that 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 whole thing that we built as a byproduct of building brands, uh, I think is what I'm the most proud of and it's the most enjoyable part of everything, really. So,
2: yeah, it's about the people and the uh, relationships you make, right? Um, oh yeah but yeah i wanted to ask this one more question regarding you know it's a little more in-depth i guess regarding the home life media um mm-hmm. was your was the business self-funded or did you get investors um you know to chime in because I, I i always have as like as someone who possibly wants to go into entrepreneurship later on i always have this thing where it's like how how do we approach investors or how should uh an entrepreneur you know, look for investors, approach them, and you know, pitch to them. So I was wondering regarding your business. Okay,
0: so I have I, like I have a different perspective on this. That's really from my experiences. Like I've always had to turn a dollar into a dollar fifty, a dollar into two dollars. So like we never raise money. Um, what that means is you got to make decisions that aren't as sexy or aren't as like really, really? ego driven, right? Which is like, all right, well I'm going to sell bracelets, so not be not because like economically, like it works. Versus, you know, hey, I want to really have a really high-end brand of things over here that I really like, that I am that I love, that maybe more than really the market wants. You know what I mean? So so for me, it's always been that. And actually, I think that's one of the most, if I look at businesses that have been around a long time, and I've seen so many businesses come and go, I cannot tell you. Um, and I have friends who've raised hundreds of millions of dollars that have gone. Very few make it raising, very few. Not that uh, people won't, but very few do. What I'd say is like, I always go to, can you create a model that works now without money? And then when and then when you create that model, usually what happens is like when you add money to a model, you're like, well, I can put in a dollar here and instantly because I have a model and it's ready. I can turn it into $3. Like that, that gets really exciting. Very rarely do I ever see investments work other than, I mean, very rarely. Um, so my perspective is like try to build it bootstrap and also you have control over it. Like people, like the one thing that I get the most from people who raise money the most is I'll be like, well, yeah, we're self-funded. And, you know, we may not have like the sexiest building. Right. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like the, like the the coolest stuff, but it works really, really well. They're always like, oh man, you know, like I, I wish I didn't raise and I, and, and I'll be thinking, man, that'd be nice to have that much cash injection. You know, my mind, they're always thinking, they always want my position because um, it cha- fundamentally changes the DNA of the business and what we call the soul of the business because it's no longer yours, right? Uh, and you're just a driver and someone else is paying for the car. And so it's it's a different thing a different mindset. And um, so what I would say is if you can build businesses and today we live in a world where it's, you have more information, you're more connected, there's more free software and things than any there ever been or software that costs very little, right? It's like today, if you can build something you can build something today that makes money and only you keep it. Like, that's powerful. Yep. So, I know people who are just more who enjoy life way more. But you mentioned this earlier. Here's what I would say about that is like, you need multiple income streams, period. Personally, and if you want to build a business, you need multiple income streams. So, like, what you want to do is try to figure out one first. It could be, hey, I, I you know, I have this podcast and I have a sponsor that pays uh, to sponsor the stuff and or i brought sponsor and then if people watch it and they sign up i make 100 bucks a pop like whatever right um you start something right and then okay cool you know then, then you kind of layer on another one and that's really how you're going to build momentum all the youtubers have done that even though it doesn't seem like it like the amount of work it takes to do video is so freaking incredible like we take it for granted we watch a great, great video like oh that's cool you know we don't know that they train for like you know two and a half years or something, right? Like, so um, there's a lot of hard work that goes in behind it. But I think from raising capital, my perspective is like, I've never, I've seen it go, I've seen people regret it 99.9. Like, I don't know anyone who who didn't regret raising money in the end. Because also um, the changes dynamics, like a lot of guys who raise money end up with very little money at an exit. And people think like, oh, I got raise money. It's like, no, they gave up a lot to get there. So, anyways, I think that you, I would start with ideas that you that you can prove that you can prove, and you can run a model on and make money on, without anyone else, or maybe it's a strategic partner like a friend or something. Um, and I would start there because that's going to actually that's going to tell you what the market wants. When you get money out of something, like when you get money out, it actually is a real market model, and so that will tell you more than just thinking hypothetically around kind of some kind of forecast, right? Because like all forecasts are, are, just garbage. Like they all say there's going, we're going to do so much with so with, you know, so much, and this is what's going to happen. It never happens that way. Well, when you get dollars in that's people, that's actually voting. Like when you can do something that makes money, um, that's where you get real, real market data. Yeah. So and, I, that, that's my position.
2: Yeah. And just, just a quick comment regarding, you know, what you said, it's like, you're right. We have so many resources nowadays where we can do anything we want. Like for example, when um you know Zuckerberg made Facebook, he had to literally get a bunch of computers in his like dorm to have servers for the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right now we have AWS. We pay a couple like dollars and we can host uh, you know any type of websites, any type of software we want on it. So you know it's it's um yeah it's definitely we have uh, abundance of resources to mm-hmm. uh, you know develop our ideas. Mhm.
3: Mhm. Totally. Absolutely true. Look like I, like you're saying. Um, obviously, the way is to have multiple streams of income, right? So you have an active stream of income just supplementing, like, your side hustles, which is the current phase I'm at, right? Like, I'm 21. I'm trying to save up some money so I can go mm-hmm. do what I want to do. Uh, right now, I've saved up s- some, um, some capital, and, you know, you've honestly changed my mind on something. I was, I was talking to a few automation, um, e-commerce automation companies, and, you know, I was about to drop, you know, some substantial cash in order just to supplement, like, some source of income, Right but the deal is that they don't tell you and that if, once you do your homework after the conversation, you realize like, look, they, they tell you, you know, here are the, first of all, like it's, it's simple math, right? There's gross sales and there's profit and they don't tell you the profit numbers. They just tell you the gross sales number. Right. And you hear these numbers like, Oh, if you have, you know, a, a credit line, of 50 grand right now, you'll make 20% off of it. Like of what though? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was honestly going to drop down some, some cash for it, but, you're right. Like, why? Why can't I just go, you know, spend two hours a day, three hours a day and just learn it myself and do it? And mm-hmm. so, um,
0: yep. Yeah. And I'll give you two more things on that. Cause this is, yeah. So I know, I know a guy who just did this. Here's what happened because you don't think of this. So someone's running the store, right? These are like, I, I'm in e commerce. It's hard. Um, it's not really high margin, it's low margin. It's, it's difficult unless you're really focused on it, building high margin products, innovating it. Like, so, anyways, he did the exact same thing. Okay. This is a buddy of mine. I, I'm, I'm trying to help him because, so he did it, the the uh, they have to reorder supplies, that's on you, right? So they're reordering supplies on you. So um, they're running it. And then all of a sudden of the partner's running it, like they got in this dispute with another partner and they stopped running it. They ran his card up. The store got taken down from Amazon because of terms of service issues. So like he's out the cost to buy the store. He They ran up his credit card for 150,000. Amazon will hold the inventory for 90 days at least, right? Um, so then now you have to go into a legal mode, like you have to go in legal pursuit mode because like, uh, and that's something I've had to learn a lot of businesses too, is like, you gotta be, if you're going to like, you gotta be willing to hold people accountable in business, uh, even though it just is not fun. Like you have to like, so like, if you're not willing to hold people accountable, me like, you're not willing to get an attorney and say, Hey, we're going to go, like, I want my money back and follow that process. Um, then be careful putting that money out but here's what I would say too um, yes you can learn it's the other thing do this I do this all the time um, there is I there are people around the world who have skill sets that just need to make some money um, that are incredible what they do and their economics are different so like I've been I've been hiring people in the Philippines for a long time um, there's people I have a guy now it's like I mean, I think it's, I mean, because the, like they, in the Philippines, as a manager at a call center with benefits, you may make 300 bucks a month, maybe. So like all people, so I have a guy who's like, Hey, 400 bucks a month. And he's full-time and he's an incredible video guy. Like, so want video, like, you know, he cuts every like, like this dude, uh, like, Oh, you want to learn something cool. Like he'll take the course and learn it. And then he'll be an expert for you. Like, so you can multiply your time in different ways. It can be you learning it, or it can be you find someone who's who can add value as a team, so they're running on the side doing something. Um, but there's a lot of opportunities that really, really comes down to is is I think ultimately is what problem are you solving? Are people is it great enough to where people are willing to let money go for it? You know, so like for example, what you guys are doing right now. So like your generation is 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 still early. They have more information than anyone's ever had, and it's overwhelming. And they're seeing other people succeed and that's overwhelming too because it's like well, what do they do how do they do it there's far more opportunities so there's way more diversity in what people we are doing it's not like oh yeah he's a doctor like it's like no they just that person like makes pineapple something on etsy and like does something crazy and it's like so um so the point is like there isn't a generation who's just hungry for like like just someone to distill it down like we got everything and that's too much right so it's like okay and so, like, to, for you guys, it's like, say you build a business out, like, hey, we're going to unpack mentions or concepts or ideas that people that are that we can you can do when you're 20 plus, right? Uh, with little uh, with a little capital, right? And like, then you turn that into a course. So it's like, hey, here's a here we did a podcast, but here's a checklist and here's resources. And everyone's resources that if they use it like they need it, then you get paid from every time somebody signs up, like, there's. You create these opportunities. So there's definitely, um, there's definitely so many opportunities online. That's where it's overwhelming, I think. Um, and, but that's also the opportunity. Like people will pay to be able to cut through the noise to learn what they need to learn faster.
1: us are at the stage in our lives where we just recently graduated college. And like you said, we're trying to multiply our time. And, you know, our individual goals, like we're all currently have jobs, thankfully. And like, you know, we hope to uh, just like you said, you know, learn those skill sets and then just pursue our goals once we have enough capital to, you know, take those risks like we need to in our 20s. -hmm. So we appreciate the advice and thank you so much for the time, Marshall. We appreciate it. This has been a really insightful interview so far.
0: Cool. Yeah. Thank you, man. Anytime. Anytime.